Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Long Island, New York, the best wrestling podcast in the world, Joseph Crush, Nikki Noodles, Bad News Canali, and Nick Jersey, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. This is indeed the Wrestling Journal Podcast brought to you by the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network, episode 143 of the Wrestling Journal Podcast. Good morning, boys. Bad news. How you doing this morning? Good. How about you? How's going on? Not too, not too bad. Not too bad. Just you know how it is. The weekend it's busy, but you know, as we all say, the show must go on. And speaking about the show going on, Nick from the office again, dude. You're putting the OT. Terrible. I oh, love terrible. it. No, I yeah. think it's great. Well, I mean, yeah, that, funny that to make, and you're that, making but... it. Well, we got to right. We got to get it. While That's we what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> I couldn't be prouder of you. This is the kind of dedication I like to see. I try on the company dime on the company dime. <laughs> Just don't tell them. Let's keep keep that quiet. <laughs> always, always. All right, everyone. We have some social medias. We want to kind of plug them for you. Um, you can find us on Twitter at WrestleBuzz with three Z's on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at WrestleBuzz. We are the Wrestling Journal Podcast. Like I said before, this is part of the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. It's part of the network. We have other shows with us. We have from the Top Row Podcast with Gurge Brooms, and we have from um. Uh, with Joe at Project K Fabe. Um, Gurge breaks down news and wrestling, uh, promo of the week, wrestler of the week, match of the week, all that great stuff. Um, fantastic listen, great guy. Uh, you can follow him at From the Top Row Podcast, which you want to follow him personally at I Hate Gurge Brooms. Um, and Joe for, uh, from Project K Fabe, him and Quade are breaking down the TNA run. Um, they play, you know, they, they do like uh, wrestling trivia. It just, it's a great, great listen, uh, super knowledgeable guys. And you can follow them at, uh, or follow Joe at project underscore K Fabe. All we ask you to do is leave a five-star rating and review on Apple and Spotify because it helps the algorithm when you search for wrestling podcasts. We have sponsors, Nerd Focus. It is that energy thing, drink for your mind, body, and soul. Get you through your days, your nights, your weekends. You're working overtime like Nick. You're tax season like Tommy. Or just a busy life that I live. Or Joey, no show Joe. He drinks Nerd Focus. <laughs> Maybe he would show. <laughs> there you go. He did, and you did coin that nickname. So that one is you. <laughs> Got to give you the credit for that one. Um, the Paper Champion Fantasy Wrestling Done Right. ThePaperChampion.com. For all your fantasy wrestling needs, it is fantastic. It is playoff season, like we say every week. Tommy is, tr- is chasing Joey, like Sami Zayn is chasing the Tribal Chief right now at Elimination you better Chamber. Take him down, Thomas. Yeah, I'm trying. Had a rough week last week, guys. And uh, and right now I'm just trying to catch up. Um, you know, I'm having pretty solid weeks. I need to have a great Elimination Chamber preview, so I got to do a good job there. Um, but right now I'm pretty much like Brock Lesnar in bed with the wife, just thinking about Bobby Lashley, just trying to get to the top again. Right. Bobby who? Bobby who. <laughs> Love that stuff. Love that stuff. All right, boys, let's get into the topics. First topic, reaction to Vengeance Day. Tommy, Vengeance Day, NXT, first time in front of fans in a long, long time. Yeah. It feels different, man. When you're in front of fans like that, when you got these, it, it really felt good. It was a fun show, no matter what the no matter what the actual wrestling was in the ring. It just felt big and important. So, Tommy, Vengeance Day, how was it for you? Anything that stuck out to you? Um, how'd you feel? I mean, it was cool. First time in another arena, besides, I guess that's the PC they're in or whatever down there. Uh, but it was very cool to see that. A lot of fun. Crowd was hot, which was awesome. And man, 
did they get a freaking banger for the first match between Dijak and Wesley, man? Holy shit, what an awesome match going back and forth. And freaking with Dijak for getting his freaking finger broken the whole time. That was, ugh. if you saw the pictures, that shit was nasty. So, I mean, brutal. brutal. So, for him to continue with the match was unbelievable. But yeah, that was awesome. I like the women's, uh, the triple you know, triple threat match, whatever you want to call it, you know, with uh, Roxanne and Toxic. That was a good match. And, you know, maybe it was cool, Steel Cage and all that. But yeah, overall, very good pay-per-view. A lot of fun. And I hope they continue with them going outside to different arenas in the future with their pay-per-views. No, I agree, Tommy. I think they have to start traveling more. Um, I know that, listen, the pandemic is what the pandemic was. I totally get mm-hmm. it. Obviously, you're doing what the circumstance that you're only Absolutely. provided. Yeah, absolutely. Um, things were taken out of their hands. But just being able to, you know, thinking back, I mean, Nick, when you and I and Joey and your brother went to go see the first NXT takeover in Brooklyn. Yeah. And being it in that big arena. Match. It really was a special no matter, match. No matter what the matches were, right? I know I remember the matches, obviously, because, you know, it's what it they was. Were, they were big. And, and they and were, and they were major, major stars there, for sure. But the moments... Right. The moments, the feels when Triple H, you know, talked us in and just the crowd and the roar. That was cool. It was at that that point. It it was it was really NXT was better than everything, really, at that point. Right. I mean, it was just hitting their stride and getting to the most arenas. Uh, It was electric. And they always say there's nothing like the first one. That's for sure. Not like the first one. So, Nick, since this, this, is, this is NXT's new version in the first arena back in a long, long time, I mean, how did you take this one? Did you enjoy the show? Um, did it feel good? Did it feel big and important? Because sometimes when you wrestle in the smaller crowds, not that the old black and gold NXT with that dead intimate wrestling felt small, yes. but this is a this is big, man. This is big for yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. It's big, especially for the, uh, you know, the, the new crop of NXT stars down there, right? Like, you know, this is, this is the new version of NXT. So this was kind of their first taste of the, of the limelight in the, in the big arena. Um, so, which was good for them. And, and some of those, uh, talents that were on display are certainly going to be big household names sooner rather than later. And they're on, on their way to, to graduation at some point. I mean, Braun Breaker's a beast. Grayson Waller is an absolute heel yeah. of heels down there. Uh, uh, just, it's just tremendous. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, Carmelo Hayes, week in and week out, oh, showing, showing, showing God, his graduation dude. is very near. It's very pending because that dude is an absolute stud. Um, toxic yeah, he, attraction, you know. Uh, now, now we're going to allude to a little bit, but, you know, they're, they're you know, they're uh, a little know. cracking your armor at the show leading to their split. And now you have two female stars on the horizon. So, you know, it, it's stepping in the right direction. And, you know, as we become more familiar with these characters, you know, they're they're going to become their version of the black and gold. Right. This era of NXT stars are going to get glory. their glory. And then, you know, <laughs> and we always look forward to the next crop of uh, next stars. You know, that's why yeah. we're so special. <laughs> No, I, I agree with you. I definitely well said. Um, I thought this show was fantastic. I really did. Um, Carmelo Hayes is is really special, man. When you yeah. watch him in the ring and you give him time to just go, dude, it's crazy to think that he was like, you know, NXT breakout. And then like, he's really like, he was properly booked, man. As they handled him through when he first started then to where he is now, now he's going to be challenging Braun. You know, we'll get into that, like Nick said momentarily. Um just really special. And that tag match was fun, man. Chase U is over. Yeah. I was, All I thought I was about was Nick. That, honestly, the All last I thought about you with your Chase U with your with your phone <laughs> finger just pointing right up. I I, I just had I'll it tell you what, head. the last the last like six minutes of that match were just the back and false and all the high spots that each team kind of got. And the false finishes that looked like it was it was going to happen for, for Chase U. Uh, it was really exciting. And uh, the ending caught me like, a little bit by surprise. But I'll tell you yeah. what, man, it was I thought it was a really well done match. And uh, just goes to show that there's more talent that, than what meets the eye sometimes. Really, really is. Um, un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I thought it was a good show. A lot of fun. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Less than three hours show to watch. Every match had meaning. They all showed up and showed out. Some matches, of course, better than others. 
not not a problem. But I, I thought that's always going to be the very, case. Right? Yeah, that was a very very good show. And I think NXT is in a good and is a good place right now. I really do. Um, two point scared the shit out of me for a while. Yeah. I tried getting on board. I I just it didn't feel right. Seeing what like I guess two point has evolved into this version of what NXT I guess currently is, which is I guess current day. NXT or modern day or whatever you want to call it, ruthless aggression NXT. Yeah. Um, it definitely feels good. Um, and I yeah. do enjoy it. Finally have some direction, right? And finally some character development where you could actually, you know who they are now, right? At the end of yeah. the day, right? So you they, they've, they've built that and you know they made them feel important. And with time that was, you know, destined to happen, but they're doing a really good job with it. And it's happening a little bit quicker than probably we expected to after the, how they got off to such a rocky start. A thousand percent. Well said, a mm-hmm. thousand percent. Staying on the NXT uh, topic, um, our next topic, Carmelo Hayes, he is next for Braun Breaker. Now, we thought this was inevitable, right, guys? We've spoken about it for months. When when um, Carmelo was the North American champion, Braun Breaker was going through challenger after challenger after challenger. And then after the cage match at Vengeance Day, Carmelo Hayes comes out and pretty much lets it be known. I'm next. Yeah, I'm him. Awesome. That was good. I, I, I Mania weekend, right? I would assume, right? That's going to be that's the right. main event. That's, that's right. I mean, we did call it. I mean, I don't want to say like yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit. It was kind of <laughs> obvious, but you know, it kind of feels good. No, never. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was a really, really, it was really cool because like, this is like, there's not many dream matches down there with the current roster, right? Um, in terms of the male superstars, let's talk about the male guys. And the two that have never crossed paths, like mm-hmm. truly crossed paths, are, are the these two, two. Yeah. are the two best. So when it's so perfect that the storyline booking, both of them, and they converge at the weekend of weekends, the showcase of the Immortals, WrestleMania weekend, that they're going to be headlining, stand and deliver. By the way, it's a morning show, so you guys know. Um, I believe it kicks off at ten o'clock in the morning. So Absolutely interesting. It will be it will be breakfast sandwiches and NXT stand and deliver. I get down with that. So that means it's gonna that. be at nine o'clock there, right? I mean that's uh yeah, pretty much. No, no, wait, it's in California, right? Or, oh, California, right. So it's, so it's that's a be, seven a.m. start. That's well, hold on. Dude. Let me see. Or maybe it's a 10 a.m. then. No, then okay, one uh, o'clock well, here. Yeah. Right. Okay, that right. makes sense. All right, all right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but just still it's I mean, that's exciting as it is. But I mean, Nick, I know you kind of hit it before, but Dude, Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, the best two you got for the biggest title you have on the Absolutely. biggest weekend in wrestling. Dude, the story writes itself. This is going to be what more, top what, notch. What more can you ask for, right? I mean, we've been in this interaction. Uh, we, uh, it's, it's, it could go either way, but I tell you what, one of those guys will be on Raw probably the, follow, the next night. Um, oh. I'll tell you that because, you know, they've pretty much accomplished everything they could down there um as far as who they can run through and it's and it's and it's time right i mean even if one comes up early the one ain't going to be too far behind because they are just absolute monsters and uh they deserve to graduate and they deserve to be in the mix with all the top stars on the main roster they're that talented yeah tommy who's walking out who's walking out of stand and deliver wrestlemania weekend as champion who's getting called up what do you think I would like to see Carmelo, but I think he's a little more polished than Braun Breaker. I think Braun Breaker still needs a little more seasoning, you know, there. stuff. So I think Carmelo, I think, is a more complete at this point. I mean, I would love for him to be the champion down there, but for right now, I think I think Braun continues uh, continues okay. his reign, and then, then we see Carmelo either on Raw or SmackDown, you know, the week the week after. So I, because like I said, I think he's more polished. So he, I think he'd be an awesome addition to either roster. It'd be a lot of fun to see, but they're definitely both coming up. Within, I say, the next six months, and definitely guarantee that. Fair, I respect the time. I like the hot take. Who do you you want to win? 
Um, I do want to see Carmelo Hayes win. Um, We've had in this version of NXT, uh, Braun Breaker kind of holding it down as a champion. I know that for a little period of time, Dolph Ziggler was the champion. I know that technically, I think when it kicked off, Champa was the champ for like a minute before he left it. So I know it was only three, it was like, I think three title changes, if I'm mistaken, during the 2.0 era and this era. But I'd like to see a heel champion down there, give some face guy opportunities to be able to see what they got, right? We've seen some of the challengers for Braun, um, and we've seen some of them kind of rise to the top, like Grayson Waller, and some that just haven't, like Von Wagner. You know what I mean? So I think sometimes when you have a heel champion, it kind of brings out some of the best faces. Like, look at at Roman Reigns right now, right? Sami Zayn, Nick, right? Be honest. Wasn't your guy. Cup your teeth. Fine. But No. I would have caught it. Honestly, if I was running the show, Sami would have got a while ago. I probably would have got released, right? But with some good (laughs) storyline telling, with some good opportunity. Exactly. So sometimes I think when you have the opportunity to kind of put a heel champion out there, just because you have some guys on the precipice of maybe being a recognizable household name face, I think it gets exciting for future storytelling. So for me personally, I want to see Carmella walk out and I want to see Braun Breaker that next night on Monday Night Raw um, getting out there and and let's let's do it. I I think it makes more sense for Carmella to hold the title because I feel like he can do more. Right. And I think he could help elevate more talent than I think Braun could at this particular point. Not that Braun doesn't. Braun's done all he could do. He's done everything. I think think he's done it all. And the fact that he's a big monster, I think he would fit more in line with what's going on 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 the main roster right now. And Carmelo can pretty much do whatever he wants when he wants, wherever it is, to be honest. So I think they can do a little bit more versatility with Carmelo. And I think that's why he'll win the title and hang around a little bit longer than Braun. Absolutely. That's my opinion. But uh, we'll definitely break down Sandy Deliver. And it's going to be crazy thinking, you know, in, in, a little over a month, month and a half plus. We'll yeah. break it down. Boys, next topic. JC turned on GG. Nick, that was tough, man. Brutal. That was tough. Now, we we saw kind of like the divide kind of, you know, coming up a little bit potentially, right? Little, little. They yeah, there was a little the bit match. here. There. They went a little yeah, back yeah, and yeah, forth. Yeah. But, I mean, ding dong, hello. They yeah. made it really happen on NXT this past week. Um Nick, to take me through your moment of, of, of seeing that happen. First of all, those are your girls, man. Those are your girls. They are. They and are. Was, and your tough, main girl took night. a boot to the face. She Brutal. did. She did. I had the Neosporin Neo on deck ready to apply it at any moment. Yeah. I was ready for the call. <laughs> he um, was waiting for the X to get thrown up, and he was going to come right out of the crowd. Hey, we got the X. Come on down. Um, I mean, it's, Nick, it's something I mean, crazy. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, no. Yeah, no, it, it was crazy, honestly. I mean, I guess it was something that was kind of, I guess, inevitable at some point, right? Especially when everything that happened and transpired with Mandy. Um, you know, they are, they were the hottest thing in, in, in wrestling in, in all ways, um, for sure. And down in NXT and they're both extremely talented in their own way. And, you know, it was, it was time, I guess, to create two new stars, right. And have their own singles run, um, especially without the figurehead of Mandy. Um, I didn't know if it was going to be, um, Gigi or JC actually, that was going to be more heel or more face. Uh, I guess they went probably the more safer. Cause I think, I think JC's got a little more spunk, a little more attitude than, than Gigi at the particular moment. So I guess they might have made the right call with that one. And uh, I think it's going to be a hell of a feud, to be honest, because I think they're destined for the main roster way quicker than anybody else outside of Roxanne. Uh, I think so, too. I definitely think so, too. Tommy, you know, Nick Nick just kind of hit on his point. You had to turn one face or turn one heel or keep one heel or turn one face, whatever you want to say. Did they make the right choice, in your opinion? What do you think, knowing these two? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think Gigi definitely be more as a baby face than JC. But, man, that was... It was the whole barbershop window all over again. That was a pretty vicious beatdown, Tommy. Oh, my God. It was brutal. <laughs> and, man, that kick, when she was against the door, that thing was flushed. That freaking shout, guy. Shout out to the cell job, too, because yeah. she took it like a champ. That was unbelievable. <laughs> and I, it was pretty cool that she was wearing almost the same 
identical outfit that HBK wore all black when he did it against Janetti 30 plus years ago. So, and being that she used a super kick to like, drop her like he did, I thought that was very cool, like little, you know, throwback to back in the day, obviously with HBK running things down there. But no, that was unbelievable. Nice little, nice little homage, that's for sure. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, that was very cool to see. And I can't wait for this, man. It's going to be like Johnny and Champa all over again, maybe Cole and O'Reilly, like those blood feuds. It's going to be so much fun this game. Big time, big time match at the uh, the pay per view before Mania is going to be fantastic. Yeah, with the, uh, I'm, with I'm with you guys. Yeah, no, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. Um, well, well said, and and I agree. I mean, I think it's kind of cool. You know, HBK obviously was a part of the first time <laughs> around telling that story, turning out his partner. <laughs> um, so it's kind of cool to see him almost book it or have some involvement in it. And I thought it came across great, honestly. Right. Fantastic. I didn't, I, I, you knew this split was going to happen, but how they would Absolutely. portray the split, you didn't know how it was going to happen. And the fact that they did it in the manner they did with Bailey being there too, that was kind of cool. You know what I mean? Almost like, uh, you know, she was arguably the, you know, the biggest woman to come, you know, come out of NXT, right? She was not the one that you expected, but the one that you didn't know you needed and we got. Right at the time, and, like she was everything down there. Absolutely, and JC looks like she could be a perfect fit to damage control. That's for sure. She could be. She could know. be, or she could start her own faction. Or she could. She damn well you could. Know. I, I just, yeah. I just hope and pray that that Gigi isn't headed in the same direction as Jeanette because that would just be devastating to my heart. Oh <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Definitely not. She. We can't have that. <laughs> no, no. She, she looks fantastic in the ring. I, I like her in ring work. Um, you know, she has a great indies career behind her, so she's definitely talented as all no, get out. Go. I think yeah, she'll she be. Go. Yeah, There's no question here. She'll be perfectly fine, but I can't wait to see this one play out. All right, boys. Next topic. This one was big, Tommy. The mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes Paul Heyman problem. Oh, Lord. Can we get, can we give out wrestling Emmys? Yeah, seriously, that. <laughs> can we, I mean, Tommy? Are wow. you kidding? Like, I had chills, dude. Yeah, that was good. Like, I had chills, legitimate chills. Like, I know. Yes, and we we love we love you know our wrestling, so we're a little bit behind it more. But dude, the way that Cody and the way that Paul went back and forth with those stories and those moments, how real it felt. Yeah. I de- I definitely worked myself, and I don't care. I'm happy I did because it just made the moment even bigger. But how did how was it for you? How did it come across you? You know, seeing that pro- promo take place. I mean, I was already looking forward to this match between him and Roman, but after that, oh my god, it just shot up even more. That was unbelievable. I mean, just going back, how you know, basically he was saying how Paul saved you know Dusty Rose because they were broke back in the day, and he won the ECW, and he pay- and he actually paid him Paul, which is a rarity if you <laughs> the old ECW wrestlers those checks didn't always cash. So you know, it was very very interesting to hear and everything. But when he when he told him, you know, you were his favorite son, but Roman was the son he always wanted. Oh my goodness, that just and you saw Cody's face oh. with the smirk too, with the with the Heyman smirk, the smile. Oh, you know, it's unbelievable. So, and he just <laughs> threw, how he threw the mic at him and stuff. It's oh my god, so good. So yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun and unbelievable. I just I hope we get more of this back and forth until Mania. We got what like seven, six, seven weeks. Yeah, we, we got a lot. We got a lot of time yeah. for that to marinate for sure. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, that was oh my god, unbelievable. So good between them. Yeah, it definitely was. Nick, I mean, I know you're a Paul Heyman guy, and Paul Heyman's so good at drawing you in. And for Incredible. a moment, while he's speaking, you actually sympathize with him, because that's how good he is, right? You hang on his <laughs> words. And for a second, like, as he was talking, like, damn, like, he he really was a good guy back he's, then. He's not, he's not a bad guy. <laughs> but then, and then right there, and that's why he's so good, is he can flip the switch with a snap of his fingers. That's why he's the wise man. Trajectory of, the com- of, that, of that promo. <laughs> Dude, how was that for you, man? I know you eat up shit oh. like that. You love, love storytelling it, like I do. That is top-notch, <clears throat> Emmy Award-winning storytelling, in my opinion. 
Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with both of you, right? The storytelling has always been unbelievable, especially with anything that they're involved in, right? And anything to do with the bloodline and even when they're not totally involved, it's just, it's just something magical about what they're doing. Um, and even and even so with just, you know, Heyman's ability to just what he's done for so many years to to make everything more meaningful and more impactful is it really is just a testament to how gifted he is and what he's meant to wrestling over these last few years. It's just not enough wonderful things to say about him. And of course, you want Cody to take down Roman Reigns, right? You, you want that magical story to come to fruition. So it's just something that I just can't wait for it to happen, man. It's just going to be really, really special. I know. I cannot wait. It's it's great. We got some time left. We have Elimination Chamber next week. And then we have, I think, four weeks after that to get to the showcase of the Immortals. And it's going to be a great, great ride. Um, speaking of an Immortal, um, so we had Becky Lynch taking on uh bailey in a steel cage on monday night raw in the main event which i'm happy that we actually did get a main event of that because that's kind of what i was hoping for right they were going to do that at uh wrestle at um raw 30 they didn't have enough time i'm happy they made that a main event match right because you know it's it's deserving of it look at the two participants in there having a great match damage control on the outside tommy mm. becky needed a friend she needed a help yeah. who would have thought that she would got the hall of famer when the music hit i was like wait a second because uh-huh. i didn't hear anything in the dirt sheets or in the iwc or oh. anything on the internet saying that lita was to appear on raw or be around for anything man nothing. lita comes out helps you know i guess you know uh shift the uh i guess i don't say the numbers because they were still down by one um but definitely made it a little bit easier for uh for becky how'd you feel about seeing lita and uh is there a certain canadian maybe on the way we do have elimination chamber coming up in a week i mean it was definitely like you said there was no whispers or anything about her anywhere so when her music hit i was like really i thought maybe it was like a botch or something i'm like maybe they hit the wrong music or something but i was i was cool to see man she still hits that twist of fate like a champ that was awesome to see <laughs> and everything but i hope this leads to something more with her i think you know include her some more you know heading into mania so because you know this isn't done between bailey and becky so they're definitely probably gonna do something in mania so maybe she you know, helps her out, you know, with the numbers or anything. But, man, that was so cool to see. And I yeah, can't wait to see. And who knows? Maybe that certain Canadian does show up and help her, too. You know, even up the numbers, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'll tell you that right now. So we do have a we do have a week left. There is it's it's two on three right now. Who could yeah. even the score, Nick? Who? Oh, you maybe know, you Stratus. Know Stratisfaction. I'm, I'm always satisfaction. I'm all about that. <laughs> that would be fantastic. It would be really cool, especially to get a nice three on three to even up the odds. Um, and that's just a lot of talent in the ring. Um, and old school versus new school. I mean, what could be better than that? That'd be cool. Now, let me ask you this, Nick. Do you have this potential three on three match at Elimination Chamber, or do you try to hold it off until Mania? Keeping in mind that Damage Control obviously are the women's tag team champions too at the same time. So do we maybe keep the titles off of the show? I mean, listen, there is there is two nights, I right? Think, so there's plenty I, of time. So what do you what do you think? I, I what would you like to see it. as a fan? I think I think at Elimination Chamber, I think you get Becky and uh Lita versus Dakota and Eo for the titles, and where Bailey screws them out of the titles. And then I think you get that match at Mania with three on three. I think that's I like what that. makes the most sense. I like that. All right. And maybe and maybe Trish shows up because Trish you know, shows up to save the down day. to yes, save the absolutely. day. Maybe that, yeah. that's that's the direction I think makes sense if you want the storyline to kind of go further and and have a match that's mania, mania event worthy. Not that it wouldn't be any other way, but when right. you bring back heroic stars from the past, it just makes sense when they do their cameos for once a year to do it on the grandest stage of them all to Holy have God. a glorious victory or to put someone over younger that's going to be the future of wrestling. 
No, that's fair. I don't mind that storytelling. I see what you're doing right there. Appreciate the thought. <laughs> Very good. Very good. All right, boys. Next topic. Montez Ford and Damian Priest advance to the chamber and they round out the participants to um, wrestle theory for the United States Championship at the Elimination Chamber. Um, we we knew Montez Ford is going to be a star. It was easily anyone could predict that and see that. Damian Priest makes sense being in the match, right? You want to get you got to showcase him a little bit, especially with Finn um, having his time with Edge, and they're going to be in a mixed tag match. We have all the participants in the in the U.S. title match. We got Gargano, Ford, Priest, um, Theory. Am I missing? I don't have the thing up in front of me. Crap. Um, but I'll pull it up in a second. But I guess Tommy, I'll start with you. Thinking through now that we have the participants rounding out the chamber match, who's walking out? And and do you think we're going to get the guy we can't see taking on Theory at WrestleMania? I think yeah. I think Theory walks out. I think it doesn't obviously in a heelish way because you know he's that you know that heel that you know screwy heel or whatever. But yeah, I think he walks out and eh, maybe something happens. You know, at the after the match, you know he comes maybe he cuts a promo. You know, I'm the greatest U.S. champion ever. I'm better than John Cena, whatnot. And all of a sudden, he's seen his music hits. I mean, oh. so cool. that'd be amazing to see. And then just you know leads to WrestleMania between the two of them. I'd be that'd be so cool. So yeah, but I I don't know if it happens, but I I think Theory definitely walks out as champion and he's champion up until Mania. All right, Nick, I got the participants in front of me. I'm sorry. How can I forget Seth freaking Rollins? My yeah. bad. My yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, and Bronson and Bronson Reed. So we have Austin Theory champ taking on Seth freaking Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. First of all, Oof, love, a lot of talent in that love match, the right? participants yeah. in there. Because a good mixture, a good variety. Yeah, really, really good. Um, Tommy, do you? Sh- I mean, Nick, do you share the same sentiment with Tommy, or do you see something a little bit different now? Kind of curious because you know, if Theory gets Cena, he don't need the title, but. You could have no, the that, that that is true. I mean, they can with, with all the participants in this match, they can go in any number of directions that they want to, right? I mean, listen, we're at the point now where and anytime there's an opportunity to get Cena, you want it, and we got to cherish those special moments. Oh yeah. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised to see you know you know Montez have a shot to win this thing, but also at the same cool. time maybe Dawkins turns his back on him and costs him the match, right, to create that feud because Montez is is a star. Yep. Um, you you can go the route of Seth Rollins. Anytime you put Rollins in any type of title picture, there's always a chance of him winning it, right? I mean, as good as he is, would it be a shocking if Johnny Gargano gets the upset of the century and put his name back on the map? So there's a lot of different directions they go, but I would anticipate Theory holding on to the title. I, I do. I mean, he just got it somewhat rather recently, and I just think I know he doesn't need the title if he had to wrestle Cena, but it's also a way to protect it just in case Cena can't go. He's still the champion that can create a new feud in Mania. So I think I think that's a safe bet. Fair enough. Well, well said. And you know what? What I like about this match right now is kind of exactly what we're kind of talking about is it's really hard to confidently predict exactly what's going to happen. Right. Because isn't that why we isn't that why we watch as fans? That's what we, we want right. to know what's going to happen. Right. So I love the fact that if John Cena comes, he could take on theory at mania with or without the title. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make a difference one way or another. Right. Which is cool. Or, you know, listen, Seth Rollins, like you said, he's always dangerous. In any match, he's always a chance to win. But the heel has potentially Logan Paul down the road. That's true, too. Um, we got a lot of options I mean? here. Johnny Gargano, someone that, you know, made a big return when he came. Like, it was a big deal that he showed up and he didn't go to AEW. And, you know, listen, has he had the most meaningful, meaningful feuds? You know, I would say probably not. But he has has he meant something to the main roster? I think so. Yeah. What good? What better way to elevate him than put the title on him? Montez Ford. Arguably, someone who will, will will be a world champion, 
absolutely will be a world champion in the future. I, I think at one point. One way yeah. to start his journey, right? Yeah. yeah. And Bronson Judgment Reed. Day could use some gold in, in the biggest way, that's, right? Exactly. So that's what I love about this is that we actually have a chance to maybe see something that we can't predict and you know anticipate, which is always fun. And that's kind of why we like and, it. And, so, and, be, and be okay with it all. Bingo. <laughs> exactly. All right, boys, next topic. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, and I know Tommy didn't see it. Nick, I didn't see SmackDown last night, unfortunately. Um, I started watching this morning. Um, I will catch up later, but, you know, Joey with the producer notes got it. You know, listen, he, he, he doesn't pay the bills, that's for damn sure, and he doesn't send me bad moans, but <laughs> I still do this anyway. Um, so Jay arrived at SmackDown, and the Usos did retain, and there was a moment where Sammy acknowledged Jay yes. as the tribal chief. Mm. Uh, that's the trouble, chief. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Is, is that that's is that no, how yeah, it went down? Yeah. I did yeah. okay. That's they, sure. Nice little, nice little, nice little dap, right? They they showed a little brotherly yeah. bond. Um, and I saw the picture on Twitter when I was scrolling through tw- Twitter this morning. So I see what Sammy's trying to do. I like what he's trying to do. Um, Nick, do you think this is going to work? What do you think about Jay, where his allegiance lies right now, and where is it going to lie leading up to WrestleMania? Or Man, actually, I mean, we'll say start Elimination Chamber first before we go to Mania, but I guess leading to Elimination Chamber. Man, it, I mean, any direction that they actually go with this, I'd be cool with, right? I mean, if Jay helps Sammy somehow pull off the unthinkable, would be amazing. Um, <laughs> but then if he also turned his back on Sammy and helped help the Bloodline win and, and put Sammy down, I mean, it would just just add more fuel to the hatred fire of the Bloodline, right? And all the amazing work that they've put into this date. So any direction they go, I think is going to be fantastic. Um, but, uh, you know, it's also, you know, hard to deny that, you know, main event Jay is a main event player. Um, and, you know, it's not to, not to poo-poo Jimmy and everything the Usos accomplished, but there's a good chance that Jay can do something special as a single star too. So um, I'm excited to see any avenue that they go here because you just know whatever direction they choose, something special is going to happen either way. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Tommy, mm-hmm. you know, Jay Uso, Sammy's trying to pull out the heartstrings a little bit. Does Jay turn on Sammy Elimination Chamber to set up that tag match that we're potentially going to get? Because we have to figure out what Sammy's going to do at Mania, right? Yeah. We have to somehow get him and KO together to take on the Usos. Is this the logical way to do that? And um, how do you see this playing out? Yeah, I think so. I think, it, think it, like you said, to make the bloodline even more hated, I think that's what you do. You know, you think you think Jay's going to turn and you know join Sammy, but then you pull, you know, you swerve everybody and he like maybe he beats the holy hell out of him like they did at Rumble and stuff. So that adds more hatred for them. So, yeah, I think that's the way they go. But who knows? They can go the complete opposite way. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Like we said, so many options for, for this storyline. It's been so been so good for so long. So I, I can't see him having a misstep. But, man, I can't wait to see how this all unfolds leading into Mania. It's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's funny. No, no one could have predicted that Sammy would have got over as much as he did. Yeah, no one could no. have predicted that he, that, no. that he would be deserving of a universal heavyweight championship title shot against Roman. The pay-per-view before Mania, yeah. no one would have seen this one coming. Oh, no. so it's, it's really cool how just proper storyline telling and allowing things to just kind of be able to marry and do what they need to do to be able to kind of let the story drive the matches. That's fun. So I like seeing uh, it too. I'm so- Still holding out hope that Sammy Sammy can, if he doesn't win a chamber, to run it back at Mania one of those nights. Man, I really, really would think it'd be really disservice if he never got his hand on the title, even 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 for one night only. Yeah, I know, and that's the problem when you have both those titles together. I don't know, I don't know how you logically make Roman wrestle two nights and make it make sense. I have no idea how you do it, or you force him to split the titles because they don't speak about it as two titles. 
You know, they speak it out as he's oh. the universal undisputed heavyweight champion. Like, I know. And they, yeah, there's two belts that show it, but they really don't <laughs> kind of dictate it as two titles. Yeah, they're, they're not differentiating it at all, yeah. But we who, got seven, but dude, weeks. We got seven weeks to go here, so let's, right. let's hope that they can get a little creative. Exactly. Who knows? Um, all right, boys. Next topic. Madcap is our new number one contender for Gunta. Stunned. So we had a fatal Stunned. four-way last night. Yeah. Um, I believe it was Madcap taking on Karrion Cross, taking on oh, slipping my mind. I think Mysterio was in there, wasn't it? Was Mysterio in there? Mysterio. Some... Joey's gonna kill me. <laughs> I didn't have the SmackDown results in front of me. I will have them up in two <laughs> we're, seconds. We're, we are, we're a little. <laughs> Little rough on preparation today, it's all. <laughs> all right, that's all right. Here we go. Ready? Number one contendership: Ray Mysterio taking on Madcap Moss, taking on Santos Escobar, taking on Carrion Cross. Santos um, Escobar, that's who it was. Yeah, sorry, that's who it was. No, listen, all good. Um, you know, first of all, I like to see a Ray Mysterio Santos Escobar feud. I would sign up for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but Madcap, I think is a, is out of those participants because you don't want to see Carrion Cross lose to Gunther. Yeah. No, no, definitely not. You know what I mean? Like, makes I, sense, I guess. Yeah. But I wasn't. Madcap's getting a good push, man, and good for him. I, I wasn't anticipating it though. <laughs> no, but, but why not? Right? He's he's a talented guy. I agree. Why not give him something to kind of do, and in that regard, I don't know when the match is going to be. I don't know if it's like next week on SmackDown or you know in two weeks on SmackDown or SmackDown after Chamber, whatever the case is. But I I don't mind seeing Madcap them utilizing another person to kind of you know prolong Gunther's reign. And I don't really see many people right now dethroning Gunther. I kind of like I said, I think I said last week on the show, I want to see him beat Honky Tonk's record. I don't know what it is. I don't know why I didn't look it up. Uh, it's that, long. That's I know bad. That. Yeah, it's long. <laughs> that's, that's a bad job on my side. Um, but I guess, Tommy, what do you think about Madcap? Um, number one contender for Gunta. I mean, definitely, title. definitely shocking. They did not think he'd be coming out of that match. I, think, I thought Escobar would have well, when it was announced and everything. But, I mean, you know, good for him. You know, give him a little push here and there, you know. See what happens. I mean, he's just gonna get fed to the monster known as Gunther. So I mean, it's gonna be, <laughs> yeah. yeah. help me in paper champion, but whatever, that's gonna help. But uh, but no, you know, good for him and everything. But I'm just curious, you know, where this goes from Gunther after, you know, I mean, because when they, they they fed to him, he's basically destroyed. So I'm curious to see if this leads to a match at Elimination Chamber, and if something comes out of that, leading towards Mania. So we we shall see. But man, what? Should be a, should be an interesting match. Madcap could go, man. He, even though he's like you know his character. I mean, he, obviously not Madcap anymore. He's a little bit of a clown, but now you know he's a little more serious. So it should be pretty cool to see. Okay, so it looks like Gunther has it for two hundred forty four days. Honky Tonk four hundred fifty four days. So, so we, we got, got about a little under. We still got a ways to go. Yeah. So we need some challengers. So yeah. Nick, he's, run, he's running. Said. He's running. Out <laughs> options, Good, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's running exactly. out options. But I think they did. I think they did actually put something out recently that he's like in the modern day or like you know whatever you know they said they 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 alluded to some time frame and that Gunther is like the longest reigning IC title, uh, you know holder more recently. So that's awesome. Very good stuff. All right, boys, we got two topics left for this conversation. First, uh, second to last one: Daniel Bryan versus Roosh Blanco El Toro El Toro Blanco. Um, that match was brutal. Yeah, dude, Daniel Bryan is putting himself um, through it 
like physically. I thought he wanted to, I thought he wanted to retire, and now he's doing all this. Well, this, this, is, this, is, this is his final run, man. This is the final run. If you're going to go out, you're going to leave. You're supposed to go out on, on a, lighter, a lighter workload. Man, I do. <laughs> no, man, he's definitely not slowing out. I think he's ramped it up. I mean, but I'm with you. Usually when you go for retirement, you kind of slow it down. Yeah, yeah. He's fine. bleeding more, and he's, yeah, you that's know, for he's, sure. oh, my God, breaking blood. He's trading blows, oh, put it that way. God. He's trading some serious yeah, power blows. Yeah. But, um, you know, Tommy, did you get a chance to see the match between Daniel Bryan and Roosh? And, and did you th- – I mean, I thought it was brutal. Oh, like, yeah. Absolutely brutal. Yeah, I mean, just like you said, we, we think he's going to be slowing down, man. He looks like he's amping it up. I mean, maybe he's a swan song and everything, but my goodness, it's unbelievable leading to this match against MJF. What happens, I think, in a couple – whatever it is, a month or so. But, my goodness, he's really going all out for this. I mean, and if this definitely is his, like, last big run, then, man, he's like – He's definitely going full throttle with it, and it's so awesome to see. I mean, just every match he's had since this little, you know, storyline start with him and MJF has just been gotten better and better, and I can't wait to see how this all ends. But, my goodness, that match was woo, crazy. Yeah, to he's say the least. He's a legend. Yeah, he's yeah, an absolute to legend. say the least. But it wasn't the only really good one-on-one match that we saw on AEW, Nick. We saw MJF, who does not wrestle often. No. We did no. see him open the show against Takashita. Um Backflip off the top rope, yeah, to avoid man. a flaw. I mean, dude, I mean, dude sometimes he's, he's in phenomenal re- shape. By the way, did, he, know, he did MJF re-remind you? Yeah, I said, did he re-remind you that he's the champ and he's the big deal for a reason? Did he, he remind you re- again? He didn't have to remind me. I know. Okay. But, however, okay. It, it was always good to see when you know when you do get a chance to see him wrestle because he, you know, he's such a unique character and such an, an amazing <laughs> skill set on the microphone that his presence on the mic is more important than him wrestling, right? And it always it's always a good taste of. uh to remember the complete package that he is when he gets to put on a show like that, when he, when his turn is to call upon the wrestle. So man, yeah. what, what a stud, what an absolute star. And I always enjoy when a, you know, when a championship match opens the show, sometimes it, it throws you off for a loop, but it makes you turn in right away when the show starts. Listen, when the champ opens the show, I'm with you, man. It's, it's sometimes it means something, it throws right? you off, but it means yeah. something, but dude, MJF is killing me, man. He locked Daniel Bryan. Um, uh, no, Brian Danielson. Oh my God. Joey put DB on the on the sheet and he's making me say Daniel Bryan. Brian, Joey, his name is Brian Danielson. All right, stop. He's done. It's not Daniel he's Bryan. Gonna, he's, no more. he's gonna throw that right on your lap. You missed AEW. You should have known that. Jeez, I'm looking at I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the producer notes. He puts DB. It's BD. Um, he's, he's dyslexic. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't he doesn't know how to count. You got to ask his children. Um, all jokes aside, Joey. Um, I love that. I love that MJF locked him in the in the locker room so he couldn't make the match. That was that was so funny. <laughs> but let me ask you guys as a part of the final topic here, because we'll stick on since we're talking about MJF, might as well just keep this in this topic portion of the show. That promo with the Nassau County thing. With what come on, Tommy. T- t- make all right, you're a Nassau County boy, right? Tommy, you were born in Merrick, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. I was actually born in Bayshore, but moved to America. Bayshore. Moved yeah. to America. Okay. Yeah. So you were you were raised in Nassau County. Yeah. First yeah. of all, were, what, what, are the Nassau County cops, you know, like, <laughs> tell, take me through this whole thing. They got 300 phone calls <laughs> from a promo that MJF did about getting head oh, and, 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 you know, and, and crashing the car and then switching seats with the girl to jump in the front seat and said, it wasn't me. Yeah. It was her. <laughs> take me through that, man. <laughs> I mean, when I when I saw that the next day, I go, oh, my goodness, these fucking marks, man. I mean, they freaking want a hook, line, sinker. I mean, I guess <laughs> back in the day, Taker was burying people for real. Right? You know, and everything. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, 
Uh, I mean, he definitely, it was effective. It worked, obviously, you know, got these idiots going. I'm, I'm sure the Nassau County uh, appreciated that, you know, 300 phone calls about a wrestling promo. So, you know, just like unbelievable. But man, he definitely cut a good one. But yeah, that's just, holy. I saw it. I couldn't believe it. I go, really? And then you get, this guy who was saying, oh, yeah, I, I contacted him personally and yeah, they have no record. Of course, they don't have a record. You it's just like, so come on. I know that, that guy was <laughs> oh my God. Come on. You're wasting the cops' time with this. Give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely worked. Good for him. Good for MJF. I mean, talk about nuclear heat, man. That guy fucking got it. But holy shit, that was an incredible promo. I mean, but the king of promos, man, that might have been one of his best. Nick, take take me through take me through listening to that promo and seeing what he does. Because now, I mean, listen, MJF's your favorite AEW guy, right? I mean, it's, yeah, it's not even right. debatable. It's just he's not probably there. one and only, which is fine, um, <laughs> and that's okay. The only thing to do is start with one. But hearing that promo, right, just and seeing seeing what these AEW fans did, I know right now that if well, we that part doesn't shock me at all. That yeah, right, that you, part doesn't shock me. You would take them to task. <laughs> you know it. I know you would, but dude. It's crazy that what MJF does is he works everybody. Yeah. It's amazing, man. It really Dude. is. The guy, the guy's, a, a, he just every has promo. a gift that, yeah. I, I, yeah, which, which is kind of remarkable, right? To think that every time he does something special, he just can't top it. And just somehow, some way, the guy is just always delivers oh. every single time he opens his mouth. Um, and, you know, there was only one time where someone was equal to him was that was Ricky Starks that one night and his magical night. But outside, outside of that, man, this guy really is incredibly talented and man there's just not enough things to say about it because like i said i don't even care about his wrestling ability i want him on tv i want him running his mouth and i want him talking all sorts of shit because there's nothing better than that yeah. nothing no nope. there's really nothing better than mjf and, and him talking shit it's what he does best <laughs> um but boy oh boy boys those are the topics that we have for episode 143 but before we close you, the show you, it you, gets you, back you, you, you don't you don't want to you don't want to talk about the absolute disgraceful disgusting writing storytelling of tony khan and that disaster of what he did to the poor claim to end the show the other night my goodness gracious we'll save that for another just, day i want you just to, like want ron, to marinate on your mind just like ron burgundy i read what's on the teleprompter <laughs> if well it's played. not on the teleprompter to read i do not read I'll it just, i'll just convenient uh, maybe you cut that one out i don't know but uh, no, you know, we'll, we'll get I'll to that eventually you, i'll send you the notes i'll send it right to you shortly you can review the notes right from joseph the producer himself i will actually send it to you right now to you i'm gonna be i'm gonna be at tweet i'm gonna be at tweet wrestle buzz for the remainder of the afternoon ripping <laughs> our producer okay please do because like i said like ron burgundy take you know what is his, uh, his little uh his little thing but anyway um very funny stuff i'll say this that was horrible that was bad now the only thing that i'm thinking that they're trying to do nick to all jokes aside um is that they want to bring ftr back and have ftr take those aew titles off of the, the ass boys um, because I think that if you had FTR beat the acclaimed, it would not, cause they're so over and there's such like right now, like the crowd loves them. I think that's not the best look, but I think if you have FTR come back at some point and take these titles off the ass boys, I think that's kind of what they're trying to build towards. Again, that's just me shooting from the hip. Maybe. How, how do you, how do you take, how do you take the titles off of the hottest, the hottest thing you got going on? It just doesn't make I it. And know. I haven't had it that long. It's just not totally uncalled for. And, you know, week after week, text message after text message, I got to hear about Vince McMahon has no pulse of wrestling no more. No. And you give me this garbage. No. Look at this garbage. Look at this garbage. 
<laughs> no, dude, I know I'm not. I I can't. I don't. I hate it. I hated it. It it hurt me. It hurt my soul. I I thought it was absolutely terrible, dude. Trust me, horrible, horrible. I was a good uh, I appreciated that. Shit. I'm glad when I could do that for you. All right, boys, MVP time. Let's wrap this thing up and take this one home. Uh, I want you guys to both get back to work and go to work. Um, Tom, we'll start with you. MVP of the week. A lot went on, man. Vengeance Day. A lot of wrestling in all the shows, all the promotions. Who's your MVP this week? I'm going to Paul Heyman and Cody Rose, man, for that for that promo on Monday night. Made the match that made it even more special. My MVPs. I love it. I love it. Jerry, once once you go, you go first. Yeah, you. I don't want to yeah, take yours. Yeah, no, go ahead. I got multiples, so I'm, okay. I got backups and backups. You know me. <laughs> I got to give it to MJF, man. I mean, oh, dude, incredible. MJF got 300 AEW fans to call the Nassau <laughs> County Police Station. It shouldn't and be as shocking as you think, though. You I know, know like, but dude, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid, <laughs> but it's so funny. I just cannot believe that that actually happened. Or yeah, it's pretty, if, it if, pretty, it's pretty crazy. if that was a work, then they worked. They worked all of us again. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if that really did actually take place, and and they actually did call the police station, so funny, so dude, funny. That's just crazy, bro. What he it blows my mind. But MJF, you're my MVP, brother, and also great match. <laughs> Great oh, match too on top of it. Absolutely. They take us home, MVP. I got two. I got two, to be honest. I, I thought one of you would was, was, was take take one of them, but it didn't happen. So I'm going to go with the uh, the monster heel turn of JC Jane. I mean, just tremendous, tremendous work and a great a great segment after a good match at Vengeance Day. And I, I look forward to seeing where her trajectory goes to now um, in her next feud with Gigi. And then also the return of the legendary leader. I mean, it took us all by surprise, shock and all value, right? With stuff we don't always get too often. So to, to get a legend return of someone of that magnitude and, uh, you know, to set up a, a nice little feud here leading up to Mania season, maybe with some more surprises on the horizon, it's going to be really cool. I love both of those. All uh, fantastic uh, options. And JC was actually my backup. So I just figured you'd be choosing one of the heels, and I didn't know which heel you were choosing, so I chose MJF. But you had JC. I went, in the, I went in the heel back and face. I, 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 I had yeah, one and one true. this week. That's true. <laughs> Proud of you. Proud of you. <laughs> All right, everyone. That's episode 143 of the Wrestling Journal podcast, brought to you by the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. You can find us on social media on Twitter at WrestleBuzz with three Z's, on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at WrestleBuzz. We are the podcast network, meaning there are multiple shows. From the Top Row Podcast with Gurge Brooms, Project Kayfabe with Joe. You can find them both on social media at From the Top Row Podcast. Yes, From the Top Row Podcast. Right, sorry. And um, at Project underscore Kayfabe. Everyone, as always, take care. Stay safe. Watch Pro Wrestling.